Welcome to the Sabad Radio Show, shining a light on today's innovative leaders in business, technology, and government. Today's show is brought to you by Sabad Business Solutions, where our passion is in the process. And now, here are today's hosts. Good evening, and welcome back to Savad Radio. I'm your host, Todd Schnick, joined today by a return guest to the show. I'm excited to welcome back Ray Hype. He is the Director of Assistive and Educational Technologies with Westminster Technologies. Welcome back to the show, Ray. Thank you, Todd. It's a pleasure to be back on here. Well, it's good to have you. Thanks for carving out some time to uh, join me. I'm looking forward to this evening broadcast. Ray, uh, before we get into our conversation, take a few seconds and remind the audience about you and your background. Well, thank you. My own background comes out of education. I've spent uh, the last three decades in education as a teacher, as an administrator, and more importantly, as someone who supported our special needs students along the way. I had the opportunity to first begin working with special needs students back in 1979 with a young man named Robbie. And since then, I've been able to work with literally thousands of students along the way, some typicals and some with special needs. But the most important thing to remember is that all of these kids have a voice, an inner voice that needs to be expressed. And sometimes we forget that. And it doesn't matter what you do. I mean, I've got degrees in education all the way through a PhD. That doesn't necessarily mean I can express my inner voice the way I want to. With some of these children, they can't express that inner voice at all, or at least up to this point, they haven't had the ability to do so. So I spent a lot of my life working with that type of a group, first as, again, teacher and administrator, and now as consultant, along with bringing educational and assistive technology to their classrooms and homes. Well, go deep on Westminster Technologies. What do you do? How are you serving your market? We are quickly becoming a one location place for schools, hospitals, and homes when it comes to taking care of special needs. We have begun partnerships with many major manufacturers. They've actually approached us because they know our background and they know our reputation for being able to work with this community. When I say work with the community, I mean we're not a group that's going to bring a box, drop it off and say, hey, this stuff might work, good luck. We're someone that's going to sit down and say, okay, tell us about the students that you have. Tell us about what goals you're trying to accomplish. Tell us about each individual. Because when you focus on the individuals, that's what allows you to make a clearer picture. So with Westminster, what we are doing is offering hardware, software, professional development, and consulting in a package format that allows each school, each home, each hospital to do the best they can for the population they serve. Well, let me be the first to commend you. I'm probably not the first to commend you for your lifelong devotion to those special needs students. That's uh, such an important work and so important. And, 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 you know, it wasn't until I got to know you and really understood the value and the import of, of that inner voice. And we'll get into that in a minute. Uh, you know, I have to ask you, though, I, the, the, you're a technology company, uh, no doubt about it. I could have hired a technologist to come in and devise some hardware and some software to, to attempt to do the kind of work that you're doing. How important was it to you? How important is it to your customers that you have this background in education. You brought up the whole idea of technology. 
And the interesting thing about assistive technology is that 90% of it was actually designed for use by the typical population and then adapted to the special needs population. And often what happens then is other groups go in and say, hey, we've got this great technology to offer you. It'll do X, Y, and Z, but they don't have a true understanding of what the goals are, of what education is about. You know, a neat thing that I like to share with the groups to whom I speak is the fact that the word education itself comes from the Latin to bring forth. It's not the sense of teachers giving kids information. It's the whole sense of them bringing forth the intelligence in that inner voice from the students. And so having a group that has a background in education, we speak the speak and we've walked the walk. So when we come in and we listen, we're able to give concrete examples along with a rationale as to why certain things might work as opposed to others. Talk more about this inner voice. I, I, I want to be sure that the audience fully comprehends the the value of that to a special needs student because as loving and as caring as a teacher may be with without the 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 tools and the technology that, that you're bringing forth they they really can't foster the inner voice of, of this special needs student talk about what impact bringing out that inner voice has on this special needs student in terms of leading to a more fulfilling life the simplest way to describe it is the pursuit of success we as typicals see success in different ways for us, success is reaching a goal. We might be a, a weekend runner where our goal is to be able to run a 5K race at some point. Or we, our goal might be to move up the ranks of the corporate structure. And once we get that first chance to move up and get that raise, it feels good. Success for the special needs student is not as obvious. Todd, I tell you what I have, and forgive me if I kind of break a little bit in my voice, but I picture the every one of these kids that I've worked with and seen over the years. Success for some of these children is the ability to point their finger, is the ability to give a half smile, is the ability to lift their head when their neck muscles aren't strong enough to support it. As typicals, we often don't understand that those little things are successful and we shouldn't feel sorry for them. We should celebrate those moments. And that inner voice, though, wants to come out stronger because on the inside, all of us are spiritual beings that have abilities. And it's always interesting to see when you work with a child that does something like interact with a screen where suddenly they type a word, whereas they've never been able to type before because they can't use a regular keyboard, but they can use an on-screen keyboard or they can use a foot keyboard. I watched a girl one time who had, unfortunately, an accident that did not allow her to use her upper body, and she painted the most beautiful picture with her feet. It was unbelievable, but that's the voice coming out. That's that success. That's that ability to say, hey, I did this. We don't feel sorry when that person crosses the finish line in the 5K. We celebrate that. In the same way, that voice 
is that success for these special needs students, and we should celebrate all the little victories. Yeah, Ray, I'm an emotional sap, and so I I, uh, I would uh, I can't imagine how rewarding this work must be. Let's talk about the flagship product, which is which is this intended touch platform. Before we go to the break, just walk through the actual product itself, how it looks, how it works, uh, and how it's utilized. The intended touch platform is a 42-inch monitor that is unlike most touch monitors. It's single touch, but it differentiates what you're intending to do and what you're not intending to do. So uh, an individual can literally lean on the screen and still be able to interact and use any computer, any programs, be on the internet, just as they normally would with a regular computer. And that ability to lean on the screen and interact not just with their fingers, but other devices means that now anyone can access technology, even if before they had no dreams of being able to do so with standard technology. All right. We'll be back with Ray Hype after this short commercial break. Wondering if technology can help you run your business better? To help you better manage your data? To make more informed, more strategic, and faster business decisions? Say hello to Savad Business Solutions. We don't rest until we identify and put into place customized solutions to remove the bottlenecks from your organization, making you better, faster, and more effective. Learn more at SavanSolutions.com. That's S-I-V-A-D Solutions.com. Right, and we're back with Ray Hype, the Director of Assistive and Educational Technologies with Westminster Technologies. Ray, I want to continue talking about this touch platform. Uh, 42 inches, I mean, is it like a giant iPad? I mean, is that how I should be imagining this? So here are the differences. A lot of people will actually make that comparison, and to a degree, they're absolutely correct. You can see the computer there. You can interact with any of the programs, get onto the Internet. The differences between that and an iPad are obviously the size. Secondly, the fact that it is still single touch means you're not going to gesture. But what we found is that many of our special needs students can't gesture. They're struggling to make that single movement. So gesturing isn't something that's necessary. Again, that's a nice thing to have for us as typicals, but it's not allowing that student to do what they're attempting to do, maybe typing a text or attempting to move through some type of educational game. The other thing you want to be aware of, because again, being an old administrator and a teacher from, from the dark ages where we had chalkboards and that was about it, we always feared technology because of the fact that it could break. Well, the glass that is in the intended touch platform is actually one of the highest grade safety glasses, and it is set to withstand students actually pounding on the glass. And the reason we did that was so that if we had some students who had socio-emotional issues or we had students that expressed their feelings through physicality, they weren't going to hurt themselves or hurt the product. Their safety was of utmost importance. The other thing about this 42-inch monitor is it's completely moisture sealed. So you're not worried if you do have a student or an adult that drools or spits. To clean it, 
You use a Windex wipe. You use a Clorox non-bleach wipe, things you'd normally see in a hospital or a classroom to begin with. And that's always what amazes people. They don't have to take some specialized course in how to clean it with certain chemicals. It's like they can just do it themselves, and it makes it very user-friendly that way. You asked about the description, too. It is a purple color. And as people see it, they always refer to it as Barney purple, and they're absolutely right. It's, it's funny, but the story behind that is we, we worked with psychologists to see what was going to be the best color scheme for those who suffered from sensory integration issues. And every group of psychologists we talked to said the same thing. You've got to go with Barney Purple. And I'll never forget the last group of psychologists. I, I turned to them and said, okay, stop. I keep hearing Barney Purple. Why Barney Purple? And the lead psychologist almost became indignant with me and she turned to me and said, why, Dr. Hype, don't you know your research? And I kind of chuckled and I said, obviously, I don't know my research in Barney. Well, the ironic thing is Barney is a unique combination of the primary warm color, which is red, and the primary cool color, which is blue, that comes together to allow for focus and attention in a very welcoming environment. And so children and some adults are drawn to it. Now, as an adult, I'm not drawn to the songs of Barney, but but the color <laughs> is a very nice color. No doubt about it. Ray, I bet you we could talk for hours uh, and you relay stories of the students themselves uh, and the adults who need it, too, uh, in, in terms of the impact it's had in their life. Talk quickly about the actual teachers and the facilitators themselves and, and, and the impact that this the hardware has had on their ability to, to serve these special needs students. It is wonderful to see because every day teachers will come and give us more insight into how to use the, the product that we basically designed. We designed it so that students with wheelchairs could actually access an interactive board. So this actually does raise and lower and tilts out so that a wheelchair can literally fit underneath it. But some of these teachers will come back and they'll share these stories about how they have allowed students who, in the past, one story is a student that used to never come to the front of the classroom. She was on the autism spectrum, walked around the back of the classroom, back and forth, talked to herself, never really participated they rolled this in, put on her favorite educational game. She made a bean line to it and wouldn't stop playing the game. And then literally from that point was able to learn how to take turns with some of the other students in her classroom because she always wanted to be engaged with this. So we've got teachers saying, you know what, it's a way to engage the students. We've got other teachers who have turned around and said it's been a lifesaver because they've been able to teach skills that weren't possible to teach before. Students, some students have apraxia, which doesn't necessarily allow them to grasp a writing instrument like a pen or a pencil or even a bigger stylus. Well, we had a group of teachers that came to us and said, listen, we use wiffle balls to teach our kids how to write. So they put these wiffle balls in the kids' hands. The kids are able to hold the wiffle balls by putting their fingertips in the holes, and then they practice their, their writing, their printing. And so they're getting the physiological movements down. But they don't have to worry about trying to, to hold and grasp onto something that's too small for them to grasp right now. So it, it's just been wonderful to hear. I do have to share one story, and, and this is, uh, again, a kind of a tearjerker. There, is a, there was a district where 
to pass high school physical education, one of the goals was to be able to throw a ball into a target. Well, they had a, a lovely young lady with uh, cerebral palsy who had no ability to throw anything more than just a light toss. So they were worried about how she was going to interact. Physical education teacher said, I've got this great idea. Wheels out the intended touch platform, draws a target on it, hands her a ball, and says, I want you to throw the ball onto the target. And what he does, he was just using an art program. So as she tossed this ball, and again, it was a plastic wiffle ball, as she tossed it onto the target, it left a mark each time because it was an art program, and it was just reading the ball, hitting it as somebody touching it. She threw it into the target three times, so she passed. So every other child wanted to actually try and pass the course that way. So he said, let's be fair. Let's all do this. Seventh kid in line was a 16-year-old male who had just made the varsity baseball team as a pitcher. So this kid gets up there, and the phys ed teacher says, hold on here. Marches him back 60 feet. <laughs> you and I both know wiffle balls don't go straight. He didn't. So his first pitch went high and outside. His second pitch went flying off to the right. His third pitch, he was getting so angry, he overthrew it and it bounced in. At which point in time, the little girl with CP from her wheelchair says, would you like some help? <laughs> That's so, awesome. Well, wait, it, it gets better. Here's this big kid who goes charging right up to her. And the phys ed teacher said, I didn't know what was going to happen next. This big kid leans over and looks at her and goes, yeah, can you teach me how you got it to go straight? I mean, the phys ed teacher said right there, that was the greatest lesson he could have ever given any of his kids. And from then on, that little girl wasn't the poor little girl in the wheelchair. She was one of the gang. That's outstanding. Boy, I, I, hate, I would almost love to wrap the show on that story. That's, that's, out, that's, uh, that's phenomenal. Thanks for sharing it. Uh, hey, Ray, when I think of you, I think of you as an educator. I think of the work you're doing for special needs students. And I, I, I picture you in, a, in, this, in this tool in, in, a, in a classroom setting. But I, I'm curious to know more about the work that it does in a hospital setting. It's been great so far as we've been watching it in hospital settings. We've seen it in VA hospitals first and foremost where they're using it with our returning soldiers who may have lost some of their ability for movement and so they're using it as part of an OT program. We were in one VA hospital and I had the opportunity to watch as they brought a staff sergeant who had been over in Afghanistan and unfortunately had been too close to a landmine and his body had gone into shock. So he was trying to regain the ability of movement in his right arm and right hand. And so what the nurses were doing for occupational therapy, because again, he couldn't type, he couldn't move, he couldn't grasp a pen. But what he could do was begin to stretch his fingers out and move his fingers against the screen. And so what they did was they just devised a tic-tac-toe game, and they would play tic-tac-toe against him. And it was neat because he didn't like to lose, and they would wait until he finished. They always made him be O instead of X, so he couldn't just get away with two swipes of his finger. And they would wait 
until he made the full O, but you could see the intent on him for drawing that O and making sure he won those games. And they said it was amazing. Here's a, a gentleman coming back who was making such great progress because he was determined to actually make those O's on this interactive board. So that's one of the neat things we've seen with it. Other groups in hospitals are using it almost as a retraining after traumatic brain injury, trying to get the individuals to go back to as many of the life skills as they had before. And since technology plays such a key role in our life, doing little things like, again, bringing up a, an on-screen keyboard and reteaching them how to write an email or maybe write a sentence or interact with something online. So those are some of the things we've seen in the hospital setting up to this point. Gosh, I cannot imagine how rewarding it must be. I, I mean, I imagine every individual who, who benefits from utilizing this technology has got to be a rewarding story. But the, the, the ability to serve these special needs students and, and disabled veterans has just got to be such rewarding work. Hey, we're running low on time, Ray, but I, I, I do want to give you a chance to talk about some of the professional development work that you're doing. Thank you. I appreciate that. One of the things that when I was approached to design the professional development for this group, they said, well, what kind of courses are you going to give? And I said, here's the first place we're going to start from. We're going to start from the fact that every professional development session will be different. And I must admit, the rest of my team looked at me and said, you're absolutely crazy. That means that as many groups that bring us in, we're going to have to have that many different types of PD. And I said, that's true to a degree. There'll still be some workbooks and things that people will work through. But the main idea for us is to meet with that group first and say, okay, what is it you're using? What is it you're doing outside of the technology that you've purchased through us? Or maybe you haven't purchased technology through us. What are the, where are the places you're struggling to incorporate technology into your regular curriculum? And so we sit down and we actually plan out with them every aspect of the, the professional development session or sessions and then set it so that they get exactly what they need. Again, individualizing it because one size doesn't fit all in education as a whole, let alone with our special needs kids. All right, Ray, uh, this has been a real pleasure. Always good to catch up with you, but we're about out of time. Before I let you go, how can people get in touch with you? And more importantly, where can they learn all about Westminster Technologies? The easiest place to go is actually onto the website, and that is www.westminstertech.com. Dot com, And Westminster is spelled W-E-S-T-M-I-N-S-T-E-R-T-E-C-H, westminstertech.com. And they're always welcome to, I always tell people it's easier to shoot me an email because I'm on the road a lot. So my email is R-H-E-I-P-P at westminstertech.com. Com. Dr. Raymond Hype, the Director of Assistive and Educational Technologies with Westminster Technologies. Ray, it was great to have you. Thanks again for stopping by and joining us. Thank you, Todd. I appreciate your time and everything that you do, my friend. All right. Well, that wraps this special episode of Savad Radio. On behalf of my guest, Raymond Hype, I'm Todd Schnick. We'll see you next time on Savad Radio. Mm -hmm.